You're listening to a 1FM podcast. And I've got him on the line. It's Steve. How are you, Steve? Yeah, very good on this very nice day, George. I'm just, this is a Friday, as you'll mention, and I'm just watching the West Indies against Australia in the one-day cricket. Oh, uh, yeah, just started. How's it going? Yeah, three for 41, the West Indies. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> the fellow by the name of Xavier Bartlett, who might be new to a few people, has taken three for 10 off six overs. Okay. So is he a new so quick bowler, is he? Yeah. For us, bowling very well, and he's got them completely bamboozled. So, anyway, mm. I can say there's about 200 dog at the G's. There's not many people. Oh, well, if I was in Melbourne, I wouldn't mind going to this one. But anyway, we'll wait and see. But they did well in the test, didn't they, the Windies? Very well. That was a great effort. I must say, whilst I don't like seeing Australia beaten, I didn't mind losing that one, to be quite honest. Yeah, that was a great well, effort I... by, the, by that Shamar Joseph. Fantastic effort, yeah. Uh, hopefully he sticks around. It looks like a, they've unearthed a great player there. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's what happens when you get a sore toe, Josh. You get, yeah. a, you get a bit angry and a bit nasty and you bowl well. <laughs> but anyway, who are we talking about today? Well, this one, as we discussed earlier, I bear, uh, this one's a relatively short one, purely and simply because I just haven't been gather, able to gather enough information from the various sources that I look at. But we'll go ahead with it. And I'm sure this fellow would be more familiar to the perhaps slightly older audience that we've got. But uh, here we go. Here goes. His name is Jerry Wallace. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know him. It's a Jerry with a J and Wallace as in an N's in A-C-E. So not too much known about Jerry in his early life. He was born in a place called Guilford, G-U-I-L-F-O-R-D, Missouri, on November the 15th, 1928. Now, he was the son of a grocery store owner, so you can see, so I've got fairly limited information here. Now, he lived in Arizona for a while, and then after a short time, he actually, when he was growing up, he moved to Hollywood. He was in the U.S. Navy, and after that, he signed to the Allied Record label. That was what it was called, Allied. And he released several unsuccessful singles, which is quite the norm for a lot of these people. He decided he changed labels and went to the Challenger label. He actually released a song called How the Time Flies, and actually that which became a t- top 20 hit back in 1958, would you believe? Between 1958 and 1964, he had nine hits on the Billboard Hot 100, so he was a fairly successful singer. Now, I'll just give you a brief discography. Yeah, these are the better-known songs that I thought that he had. In 1958, How the Time Flies, that was number 11 on Billboard. 1959, people might be familiar with this song, uh, Primrose Lane, which is a top billing of eight. 1961, it's a song called There She Goes, number 26. In 1963, Shutters and Boards, which is a song that some people might be familiar with. That finished the top ranking of 24. And the best-known song, I think, to most people, especially to me anyway, 1964 was in the Misty Moonlight, and that was number 19. Now, a couple of little things about those songs. In Primrose Lane, now, I don't know whether you'd be familiar with this, Josh, was later used as a theme song for a TV drama series called The Smith Family. Oh, don't even know that. (laughs) No, I didn't think so, because it was back between January 71 and June 72, and actually starred Henry Fonda, would you believe, oh. and a young Ron Howard. Okay, interesting. Now, hmm. that particular song was used as the, was used as the theme song for that show. He made his debut on the country charts in 1965. He was much more successful in that arena. Now, he entered that 35 times between then and 1980. He had four top ten hits and one number one song 
which was called If You Leave Me Tonight, I'll Cry, which I might add became very popular, featuring in a 1972 episode of Night Gallery. I'm not sure whether you're familiar with that either, John. I've heard yeah. Night Gallery, but I can't tell you much yeah. more other than I've heard. It starred Rod Serling. Oh, he was a, of uh, Twilight, the Twilight Zone. Zone. Yeah, so that song became very big after featuring on that show. Now, Primrose Lane actually sold over a million copies and was awarded a gold disc. If you play it, you'll probably recognise the tune. Now, Shutters and Boards, this might ring a bell. You might know the song, Josh, but you definitely know the person who wrote it was an actor by the name of Audie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Western guy. He was a war hero before he became yeah, an actor. Yeah, very much so. Won, won quite a few combat medals in World War II. That's right. Interesting thing about Audie Murphy, he only 46 when he passed away, but he suffered a fair lot of stress and a fair lot of trauma from those war years. Unfortunately, he used to have a gap under his pillow and all that sort of thing. It was very traumatic, I would have thought. In the Misty Moonlight was also recorded by Dean Martin. A lot of people would be quite familiar with that version. And that reached number 46 on Billboard, but it was number one on the Easy Listening chart. And Dino in his own style, it, was, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't a bad version. Now, he also featured in a couple of movies, but I couldn't find his name in, in the credits for these two movies, so I don't think they were very big appearances that he made. Would you believe he was in Flipper's New Adventures, Josh, in <laughs> 1964? It starred Luke Helpin and Brian Kelly. Now, I'm not familiar with those. No, oh, Luke Helpin, I think I've heard of. Brian Kelly, I certainly haven't heard of. And another movie called Goodbye Charlie, which was 1964. It did start a few people that we've heard of, Tony Curtis, Debbie Reynolds and Pat Boone, but I couldn't find any mention of his name in the cast list, so I don't know whether he just walked in and out of a scene or something, I'm not sure. Now, in 1972, he was actually nominated for the Country Music Association Award as Male Vocalist of the Year, and his song To Get To You was nominated for Single of the Year. It didn't actually win. Another interesting thing that I found out about this guy, he was a World War II Navy veteran, and I've worked out he must be pretty young because he was born in 1928, so by the end of the war, he wouldn't have even been 17. I'm not quite sure how you become a veteran at 15 or 16, but anyway, that's what that says. Now, he was married to a woman called Reva Stone, and they had four children together who divorced from her, had three sons and a daughter. And he passed away on May the 5th, 2008, from heart failure in Corona, California. So that's basically the story, Josh, because I must say, I was really searching and scraping for information, which I just couldn't find. Now... He was known, basically known as Mr. Smooth, and if I think people hear his voice, they'll understand why. He had a baritone voice. I just put here a crooner whose relaxed style was much more suited to the country genre. So then my songs, I do like In the Misty Moonlight, so I think we'll have that one first. Thanks, Joe. OK, here is Joey Wallace in the Misty Moonlight. And that was Joey Wallace in the Misty Moonlight. Yeah, we'll have the other two choices, Josh. Or we might have three. We'll see how we go. We might actually stick Dean Martin's version of In the Misty Moonlight somewhere in here. If you like, this is a matter of interest for people. Primrose Lane and Shutters and Boards are the other two songs that I've chosen. Okay. Oh, good. Fairly short and brief, but once you can only put in the information that you can find. And I always liked his style and thought it was at least worth a mention in our show anyway. Yeah, well, we 
sort of from the easy beats and the Supreme, someone I never heard of this week. So it's good to have a change. Well, I said I'd do that to you, and yeah. I, I think I've succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. But anyway, thanks, Steve, and I uh, look forward to talking to you next week. Get back to the cricket. Have they lost another wicket or you uh, left? No, no, nah, nah, not yet. I'm just sitting here quietly, just a bit of getting a few singles and all that. It's relatively uninteresting to me, to be quite honest. I just put it on the TV for something to do <laughs> to fill in a bit of time. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know England, India starts. Oh, must be already Ooh. started. Just turn it over to the station that it's on just and give you the score. And here we go. No, they haven't started yet. Okay, so, must be starting soon. But I think yeah. New Zealand's about to play South Africa and anyway. All right, Josh. I know. India are none for 19. So okay, yeah. Uh, all good. Yeah, here we go, mate. Good the best to you and the listeners and good luck and good health and hope your teeth are going to be all right, Josh. Are yeah, we'll one probably one mention that next week because I'm going to have to go away for a few days soon to get them fixed, but we'll see. Okay, well, good luck with that, and as long as you get rid of the pain, mate. That's yeah, said, that mate. is the main thing, yeah. But all the best, Perfect. and take care. Have a good one, mate. Catch you up soon. Thanks. See, see ya. ya. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.